Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. You're welcome to the Treasures for Living podcast. We continue this episode from where we left off the last time in our conversation between Nander Flora Williams and Anastasia Akinalonget. If you missed the first episode, be sure to take a listen when you can. Let's join God's leading ladies in this wonderful conversation. I'm really curious hmm, to know um, how, how you manage the years of being single. And, and my, the reason is this. Uh, I have another friend who um, at some point she also come and talk to singles. I, yeah. I'm curious. And, and, and somebody else mentioned this thing to me. This person said that there is that he, the person had seen a, as far as he was concerned, he had seen something that was a burden to him in church. He said there are lots of women, beautiful women, women who are serving in church, but they are single. They're very matured. So yeah. they also understand why they are not married. And I think it's, he, says, he said it's a problem, you know, and they're uh-huh. between God for spouses. Of course, some of us are called not to be married and we need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. God calls you not to be married. You can't change it. It's a calling. Just like God called Paul and called Jesus, they were never to get married. Mm-hmm. You know? But Jesus too had disciples like Peter who was married. So, so, so the, I think the point I'm trying to make is what kind of advice would we be able to give people who, not necessarily those who are not called to be married, but let's say those who are called to be married, who have now, you know, or let me, okay, first, let me ask this question. What would you think are some factors that maybe would have, a, that come, that has, that have been maybe things that have occurred, some reasons why you think that some women don't get married on time, you know? What oh. are some reasons? And then how do we tackle that? Yeah. How do we tackle it? Uh, because mm. sometimes you find women who are not married. I mean, uh, there's, there's just few I've met that they're just desperate, that they will marry anybody, any, anybody, anyhow. And they have you know, just this sign hanging on them. It's mm. sad, but there's a sign hanging on them. I'm here, you can take advantage of me. Mm. And I see people abusing such relationships you know that's dangerous so you know so let me let me just leave with you i probably asked two questions in one but it doesn't matter how you come across the answer i think we're making progress and we're dealing with issues so yes let me um first of all like um what the brother said that um you see a, a lot of sisters in church beautiful everything you know um there are quite a lot of reasons why they're not married. Now, let me use myself as, a, as an example. Um, um, okay, in my church, when I came and started um, working with um 
um, Bishop and Reverend Mrs. Olunge, um, she started mentoring me. And in the process of talking one day, she asked me a question and she was like, oh, Lord. Pastor Anne, Pastor Anne I, let me pause there as well. As well. Bear with me. She said something important. She started mentoring you. Yes. She's there mentoring me. Mentoring. So let's 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 even hang on that one. Okay. Because that's another thing I find. Yeah. I find people who do not want to be mentored. Then you understand the second thing. She started mentoring. Yes. Some people is he they want to mentor is she. <laughs> that one is not mentoring. Okay. okay. I don't know what to call that I'm one. Involved. <laughs> I, and those are all the things I'd like mentoring. to Yeah, go on, please. Yeah. Some people think they don't need mentoring. In my own ignorance, I didn't know I even needed mentoring. I think God just uh, favored me and brought me to her and when she saw it in me she didn't um she took her place whether i wanted it or not she took her place and started mentoring me and one of the in the process of talking and i said damn do you know someone told me that i'm going to marry someone younger than me and I told and I told him the heart that man is going to suffer. She said, ha, and then that was when she said, something needs to break on. You, you don't have the right attitude towards marriage, and it's not good. So she started mentoring me. There is this, um, we have this, what we now call International School of Life and Marriage. Then it was called mm-hmm. Esther School of Life. Because I was working with her, staying with them, everything, it was not like even, okay, we have this class today. When we're driving in the car, all right, bring out the manual. Or she's talking, she's teaching me. When we're cooking, when we're doing what? It got to a point, I started taking the class, still single. Now, most single ladies don't know they need to prepare. They think preparing is know how to cook, know how to dress, know how to take care of a house, clean, you know, to everything. Now, I learned all of that. Now, coming to the uh, question, why most sisters are single? It's because they are not yet prepared. Not prepared the way we think we should be prepared, the way society thinks they should be prepared, but prepared the way God wants us to be prepared. Now, I, I will tell you this. I got married at the age of 47. This word that this man gave me, this pastor gave me, was given to me 
let me give you the date, was given to me in 1996. Hmm? I got married in 2013. And the word said, it is time for you to get married. Now, now this is, now this prophecy was given to me by uh, Reverend Philip Paul Mokunga. You know, he's a prophet. In the same meeting, he told my sports colleague who I invited to church um, that same meeting who um, just got born again and he didn't want to have anything to do with the Pentecostal church. And I said, just come to church. You will enjoy the presence of God. He came and when he saw what was going on, he said in his heart that he doesn't want a word. He stands before this man and he says, you don't want a word from the Lord? No problem. Go and sit down. That, that was it. He was like, God, God, you know, now. So this word, see how long it took? Now, in the all of these years, if anybody walked up to me and said, Anne, you are not yet married, you are not yet ready to be married, I'll tell them you are not serious. How can you say I'm not yet married? I have gone through... The, the marriage um, class in, in church, Reverend Mrs. Alonge took me herself, not once, not twice. I am taking the class. How can you say I am not, I can cook, I can keep a home, I can, I mean, how can you say I am not yet ready? But the simple fact was that I was not yet ready. Now, two years before that's two uh, two years before I got married, I was being prayed for on the line, and because when the Lord gives me any word, I write it down. I wrote down in my diary when Reverend Miss Azonga was praying for me, and she said, "Now you are ready. Now it is time for you to get married. You are ready." I wrote it down and dated it August of that year. Now, two years later, I was still single. Now, again, there was a class that um, Reverend Miss Alunga made a call to six sisters in church. She said, the Lord has laid it in my heart to take you guys through a journey. And this journey um is he said for six months the way esther was prepared so um we're going to be meeting 6 a.m every morning for the next six months if you want come and join but i'm making this call i joined the meeting i was staying in kubwa the meeting was taking place in town i wake up every morning, leave my house from after five so I can be in church. I'm in church every day of these six months. It was in that meeting that I broke. Now, 
this is where it started the journey. Okay, Pastor, um, you said something. Okay? Yeah. You said you woke up every day for six months after yes. five. Yes. And you went yes. to town or went to church to pray or to pray, yeah. not just to pray, to be mentored, to listen to, to the word, to fellowship. Yes, to fellowship. Twice. And this was, church was like 45 minutes away. So I take a 45 minutes drive every, every day. So every you paid a price to go. Mm-hmm. I have people who have said you got married at 47. I, I have a cousin who I, I, I'm just going to guess her age. She got, I think she got married at about 50. Okay. 50. Yeah. And when I remember seeing her after she had been married for, for about a year, yeah. my cousin, if you saw the glow, it was as if God baptized her afresh. Mm. She mm. looked so young. She looked so vibrant. She looked so healthy. She looked mm. so at peace and at rest. And it was as if I have come into, you know, it was, it was as if she had come into her place. Mm-hmm. before i'm sure she must have struggled with it, but because she was my much older cousin you, you know yeah. in nigerian settings you won't talk you just be looking at the person except they yeah. talk to you about it you cannot go and be asking foolish questions mm-hmm. you know yeah. and I, I realized some you know i realized something when when she opened her mouth and she was talking you, all you could hear was just yeah. the things that god had done for her the things that god had done for her the things that mm-hmm. there's something you said that's quite intriguing that many people are single because they are not yet ready. Yes. They are not yet ready. Yeah. And so you, you said there are some things that people think is preparation for marriage, but actually those things are not preparation for marriage. And that's why sometimes some Christian marriages fail. Yes. Because a lot of things about marriage is not just the scriptures, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've seen people who can quote the scriptures, they can quote the Bible, exactly. you know, and still their marriage are not their marriages are not functioning. Yeah, functioning the way it should be. Being spiritual, yeah, does, it is not does not equate to you being marriageable. Yeah, would would you would you agree? Seriously, I, I will agree. There's something you said which I had not thought about. You talked about a lot about your mindset, even though you didn't say it like that. I know 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says the weapons of our warfare, they are not calm now, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So strongholds, say strongholds, thought, imagination, high. Let me, let me quote you here. Let me quote you here because I was getting there, but I don't want to miss it. Now, in this meeting, the word says, um, if, um, let me paraphrase the word, because this, my greatest problem, and I didn't know was strongholds in my mind. So, Pastor Terju goes, all the people that have, um, if people have proposed to you before, Da, 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 da. If you were not who you 
are or who you think you are, would you have said yes? Would you have done something different? At this point, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me. And if you were not as fine as you, you are, if you were not as beautiful, if you were not, um, if, you don't, if you don't speak the way you speak, if you have maybe one leg, one hand, da, 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 one eye, da, 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 would you have said no to one or two people that have proposed to you before? Would you have done things differently before? It was at this point that I knew what my problem was. I thought highly of myself without even knowing. Now, I'm not saying those people that proposed to me before um, were supposed to be my husband, no. Now, I, I will bring it to another place where you see the mercy and the grace of God in all of this journey. Okay, Pastor Anne, then now let me pause. Let me take you. I am so happy, you see, because I think it takes, you know, maybe that's why when you read the book of Proverbs and you read through the book of Psalms, there's something that, uh, and Matthew 18, you know, it says that the greatest in the kingdom of God Yes. Lowly. Yes. Forgiving. Yes. Trusting. Yes. And then Jesus now talks about a little child. Mm -hmm. So there, so what you said now is that there were attitudes of pride, behavior, you know, a way you thought, a way you carried yourself. These were the things that were hindering you. Because I find that sometimes with single people, single ladies, different it's not that god doesn't bring spouses to them god yeah. sometimes lines up spouses to them yeah they're in a different place mm. in, in their thinking the man has to look like this he has to meet this certain criteria has to be of this certain class you know if you understand and we don't go we don't even give god the opportunity meanwhile i'm sure when we if we if, you know um your pastors reverend uh Reverend Teju and Bishop Alonge. I think I remember when they when they first came to us, we were in university. Yeah. When I first saw them. Yeah. And I think by then they were married, were in university. I will never forget when they came. They were simply yeah. dressed. They had one car. It was not even anything reasonable, you know. Mm -hmm. So but God has taken them, grown them, blessed them. Yeah. You know, so so. So when a spouse comes to you, they, they're not the full package. You grow together. Exactly. You know? You grow together. And some people meet a spouse, somebody else's spouse, 20 years down the line, and you want your husband to be like that. Exactly. And somebody's paid the price. God has paid the price. The spouse has paid the price to ensure yeah. that that person can grow to that point. Point. Yeah. Anyway, let me leave it for you because there's some things you're trying to say. <laughs> yes. You know, so I... um about where you were and you did not know that you were thinking more highly of yourself. More highly of myself. That day I wept. I wept. I wept. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if um, I've used 
any of these things to stop you from moving in my life. Now, I want you to know, I submitted myself to training. I Now, some people might not have the opportunity I had. But if you are in a church and it's a spirit-filled church and there are, there's a women's meeting, there is a ladies' group, there is something going on, be part of it. Now, don't be part of those things because you want to get married. If, if we make getting married the ultimate that is pushing us, we will even miss it when God is talking to us. I'm so sorry. This is all we have time for in this episode. But not to worry, this series continues in the final episode. Be sure to join this conversation in the next episode of Treasures for Living, where we bring you the concluding part of this series. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.